Blog Talk Radio. I explain, you'll understand why I use those photos. 
because you're going to see, brothers and sisters, that uh, those photos speak. A lot of our brothers and sisters have been alike old today. And oftentimes I wrestle with this whole topic. Like, how do you teach and talk about what vitiligo was in the Old Testament? How do you how do you teach on something that's that's a reality in the scriptures without offending people? And I know as a father, because I'm not that smart, and he let me know that these people are walking proof that we are all one. These people are walking proof that humanity is really one family. Had it not been for people walking around with albinism and vitiligo, we really wouldn't think that we're probably united. We wouldn't look anything alike. But when we see dark skin and it begins to have these patches of white skin that is the same color as a lot of our white brothers. Y'all just quit playing with that. Then we have to start asking questions. What's going on here? And I think the father, I'm going to talk about why uh, science and Bible, why it has explained why we lose pigmentation in the first place. But before I jump into all that, I want to talk about the purpose of this show. So again, those of you that may be suffering, and it's not really suffering, it's only an eyesore, it's not It's not a disease. No, it's not. I know they say it's a disease, but there's nothing diseasing about it. Like, oh, it don't hurt, it's not contagious, so it doesn't fit the category of a disease. It's a plague. That's all there is to it. It has to do with the world falling, this fallen state. It's no different than balling of the head, uh, men losing hair, same thing. Um, brothers and sisters, it's a it's a plague. So it's a plague. So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna get into it. But I want to talk about the purpose of this before we get uh, too deep into some things. I want to talk about what Brother Seth is on here doing today. So I think the best way to do that, brothers and sisters, is uh, to Read our show's description. So let's read the show description, all right? The show description goes something like this. The cover-up. That's the name, the title of the show today. The cover-up. The biblical origin of white skin. That's the title. I went on to say in our show's description, Tuesday night, the cover-up, the biblical origin of white skin. Oftentimes we hear African Americans uh, especially their youth, say they love God. So why do they avoid churches like the plague? Yeah, why? It seems too often that many African Americans relate to the father almost like a stepchild who isn't good enough to have God's best as others do. So how can anyone know the more profound realities the father has for them while walking in this rejection. Brother Seth believes there is a disconnect with the love of God among African Americans brought on sometimes by false doctrines of white supremacy. One more time, I'll read that. 
Brother Seth believes there is a disconnect with the love of God among African Americans brought on sometimes by the false doctrine of white supremacy. These are lies espoused in print, speech, and behavior, sometimes subliminally blocking millions from seeing the true love of Yahweh that leads souls to repentance. One more time. These lies are espoused in print, speech, and behavior, sometimes subliminally, subliminally, subliminally blocking millions from seeing the true love of Yahweh that leads the soul to repentance. And that is so true, brothers and sisters. A lot of people are not doing this intentionally, but these lies, these lies every day that we hear implied and like I said, in print and speech and behavior, that whites are superior, you know, uh, or white institutions are superior in any remote way. These lies actually is blocking people from receiving the love of the most high. I'm going to explain in a way you'll Tuesday, with the help of the most high, the name of the most high help Brother Seth today, Tuesday, with the help of the Most High, Brother Seth shares how whitewashing the scriptures is a sin. I said whitewashing the scriptures. Taking this book and going throughout the world to make sure it's introduced as something white, putting white images in here, especially depicting holy figures with white skin, are really you're not supposed to depict deity at all according to the Ten Commandments, one of the Ten Commandments. So, but to take it a step further and paint the children of Israel and, and just the whitewashing of the Bible and really a, a lot of key history is a sin, is a sin. So what we're going to do tonight, we're going to attack it by a very unique way. So I would only say, um, again, Tuesday, with the help of the Most High, Brother Seth shares how whitewashing the scriptures is a sin. The invention of white, or really black, let me start over. The invention of white or black people as a race isn't biblical. One more time. The invention of white or really black people as a race isn't biblical. Nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible is to classify people based upon skin color. This is something brand new and it's straight from the bowels of hell. This is something Satan himself did. So I went on to say, um, my, 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 time I think of that. It's man-made. And it really happened, uh, well, let me finish we'll talk about possibly when it happened. Philosophies of so-called whites being superior in any remote way are pure evil. One more time, philosophies of so-called whites being superior in any remote way are pure evil. This snowstorm of whiteness from Satan has shipwrecked the faith of millions. I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but brothers and sisters, this is kind of deep. Are y'all, did you hear what I just said? People think it's just innocent to just sit up and lie and talk about different things whites did and, and changing the the image of history and, and blotting out and knocking off the nose of the Sphinx and going around the world and burning up libraries like they did in Alexandria and just going around and just, just rewriting and 
reinterpreting his people are like, well, that was kind of bad, but you know, no, that's evil. That's pure evil, and that's what needed to be done in order for them to control to the degree they control. I'm talking about those whites in power. So, just to read that one more time, this snowstorm of whiteness from Satan has shipwrecked the faith of millions. This program is dedicated to revealing the truth about how all humans are one blood. Then to further explain how white flesh originated from dark melanin. Lastly, to challenge the disrespect and hatred for this dark skin covering the Most High chose to close his man with, which also he called good. Did y'all know what the Most High said it was good when he created us? One more time. Lastly, to challenge the disrespect and hatred for this dark skin covering the Most High chose to close his man with, which he also called good. Drink a sip of coffee on that. I said the Most High called this dark skin good. It is good. Brothers and sisters, just like that snow song came, when we saw things pretty clear, and after this snowstorm, white supremacy, whitewashing of history, white, literally taking black, so-called black history, and just erasing it from the books, and then coming through with this snowstorm of whiteness, just like they did that tonight, what we're going to try to do is literally remove the snow or remove the white lies and see the value of what we call melanin or dark skin. And I know a lot of people are saying, Brother Seth, what does this have to do with our salvation? What does this have to do with my kids, my bills, my this, my that? Number one, no program, no teaching, no sermon is going to fix all your problems. That's number one. Number two, the Bible says that the truth will make you free. If I'm saying some, something true, it's going to provide some kind of freedom in your life. If, if what I'm saying is true, it's going to provide some kind of freedom in your life. So I just want to just, again, uh, welcome everyone to this Five Smooth Stone um, blog, talk radio, Facebook Live uh, session where Brother Seth is... Uh, is writing some wrongs. Brother Seth, I, earlier I read that uh, a lot of our brothers and sisters, they're not feeling Christianity. You can't even get to talk to them about Christ, about Jesus, about his love, about the Father's love, and, and all of the blessings that, that many of us have experienced for many years, the true faith and, 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 and the power of the Most High. You can't even get these folks to, to that point. They won't even give it a chance. They won't even go into the church doors because they feel like it's the white man's gospel. And then some of us uh, are trying, bless our hearts, some of us, some, some, some pastors are really trying their best to live right, and, 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 and they're persuaded who, who the Messiah is and who this Christ is. But because they're on an agenda pretty much set up by those in power uh, that don't have us 
at their best interest, uh, meaning our, a lot of our services are catering to whites and white history and whiteness of the Bible, we become irrelevant to our own people. In other words, what I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters, is this. I believe this Bible is more relevant to African Americans than anybody can ever imagine because I believe these people in this Bible is our direct bloodline descendants. All right? So tonight what Brother Seth is going to do, I'm going to spend some time in Leviticus 13 talking about how the people in the Bible in ancient times viewed white skin. And you're going to find out, brothers and sisters, before this Facebook Live is over with, that the people of the Bible, it's impossible, impossible that they could have been anything but very dark-skinned people. Why do you say very dark, Brother Seth? Because lighting, lightening up of the skin came after the mixing. The mixing came after there was a Europe and the people began to become thousands and millions and they began to go around the world and mix with people. That happened. That was Johnny come lately. Brothers and sisters, there was thousands and thousands and thousands of years before European ever got that kind of power. And some of you understand what I'm saying. Some of you look at me like, so that this Bible, and not just the Bible history, but even non-biblical history, even those that didn't know the Father, even those nations that didn't claim God of the Israelites, those very dark-skinned people, there wasn't white-skinned people early on. And I'm going to show you with the help of the Most High that white skin is nothing more than dark-skinned people that have lost pigmentation for several reasons. There's a slow process of losing pigmentation that we call today vitiligo, and then there's people that are born white, all right? But white skin on this earth came as a result of sin. It don't mean that the per people are no good, no more than if a person is balding of the head, they're no good. Or a woman that can't bear children, these are all things that happen to the body as it breaks down with sin in the atmosphere. We're in a sin-fallen state, and so because of the environment and what we've done in the environment, there's things that just happen to our body, and it don't mean we're bad people. So please hear me, and don't let me have to say this nine times tonight. We, as a people, uh, I, let me just say it like this, Brother Seth, love all people, as I say, more than probably anybody on Facebook Live or Blog Talk Radio. I'm always talking about my love for people. I'm not about to get on here and uh, make someone feel bad that happen to have white skin or make someone that's light skin feel bad or make someone that... I'm just not here to make anybody feel bad. I'm here to dethrone uh, white supremacy. I said last few episodes on Facebook Live that we have almost like this invisible uh, cord attached to our head. And the reason why the Father wants this cord disconnected from us, it's almost like an invisible cord that we have that's downloading white approval and white, white whatever white people say, that's what we're hearing. 
It don't matter how much somebody speak what the Father is saying sometimes or somebody maybe talking about true history of the world. When we hear something and it's going against this this information that's being downloaded to us, we 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 act we we, we push back, we fight back. Oftentimes when I say anything positive about so called black people, if I say anything positive about uh dark skinned people, people first ask me, Are you a Muslim? Or they'll say, Do you hate white people? Is that's that program. We can't in in America we can't glorify or say anything too much good about so-called people of color because in this environment, it's not tolerated. Now, we can certainly talk about European countries forever. Nobody's never going to even question, but as soon as you start talking about Africa or anything good, or start talking about the pioneer glamour, you start talking about melanin, folks going to start thinking you're some with some cult or you some Egyptologist or you some you study Kemen or something. They're going to start trying to put you in a group with uh, black power or something like that is just stupid. When all you're doing is just sharing what the true history of the Bible is or the true history of the world. And y'all, excuse my regular Bible, this Bible been with me for probably almost 40 years, and I'm not going to about to let it go. But it's like a lot of history in this Bible. But tonight, again, we are trying our best to make the Bible relevant to not just people of color, but even white people, because I feel like a lot of our white brothers and sisters want to love us and want to to be that brother to us. I'm serious, they really do. But when they look at our behavior, and we are in a position that's not favorable right now, we're not looking good as a people right now. When a lot of intelligent whites see that and they hear the white supremacy that, that they're getting from the scriptures because of the way it's been taught to them, they come up with the the philosophy that they're superior. These are good white people. These are good white people that don't understand what we're going through, and they don't understand that if they can just look at the Bible and study the Bible, they can see that we're literally living out all the prophecies set forth that Moses said was to be upon the Israelites. And it's very clear. It's so crystal clear. Sometimes I wonder, how do we ever get it wrong? How do people not even see it? Thank God for those that do. But what I'm saying is, you can read this Bible, brothers and sisters, for the rest of your life, and if you don't disconnect this invisible cord like the Father showed me I had going to my head, where I'm being fed white supremacy all the time through the media, through print, through uh, just all types of subliminal messages and just through the warped history of this country and then the media and how they constantly are, are, are portraying blacks in a certain uh, uh, in certain careers. They only let uh, so-called African Americans excel in certain things. They want to keep them entertaining. They want to keep them uh, serving them. And so, brothers and sisters, if you grow up in this type of environment, you begin to buy into the narrative. So I'm laying a foundation right now just to talk about what's the spirit behind what I'm trying to accomplish, and then we're going to get to some scriptures that I guarantee you you have never heard in your entire life. You've been reading this Bible all your life, and you've been seeing these scriptures, and you're going to say, well, how come I never got that? I promise you, brothers and sisters, because like what the Father was showing me, 
because of the way we were raised, we don't travel a lot of us. We don't go outside of what whites are saying. And I know I'm on here every week talking about white and black and white and black. And uh, just make a little quick note, because somebody actually asked me this question at work. They said, why do you, you can't say white and black. I said, what do you mean? They say, you're Christian. You're not supposed to say white and black. So I told this person, how can you fix anything? How can you help a racist that don't know he's a racist? And he is seeing us as black people. And he's he's mistreating us because he feels like black people, number one, he's defined us as something that the Father didn't even create. He's defining us as something that's ungodly. And then he defined himself as a white person, as something the most I never said he was. And he, he buys also into a philosophy that this group is better than this group. How are you going to help them if you don't say white and black? So that's why I'm on here trying to get us to understand that those of us that are born again, we are related through the Spirit. And this is what the Father wanted for his creation, for us all to be related in the Spirit through accepting the Father and accepting this Christ, believing in this Christ and obeying the Spirit as it leads us. This will bypass. This will accept all of the fiery darts of the wicked one once we see this unity we have in the spirit. So I'm trying to get people out of black and white. I'm trying to get people out of being racist and bigots by mentioning black and white, calling out things I see. Once I begin to get more into this study here, you're going to see how somebody should be talking about this. Somebody should be doing what Brother Seth is doing. Somebody should be pointing out these scriptures that's been in our Bible, on our coffee table, sometimes two or three feet from us, and we just never knew it was there. This Bible speaks very badly about white skin. Not white people, the spirit. I'm talking about the skin. There is no white nation in this Bible. There is not no white nation in this entire Bible. These are people of color. This is before Europe got its muscles and began to go throughout the whole world and doing what they did. These ancient scriptures, this is written of dark-skinned people. And the reason it's important because today those people and this so-called dark skin on them is lied about. It's told that it was a curse. And even though they corrected and kind of backed up off it, it still simmers in the air that something is wrong with us as a people, a color, there's something wrong with it. Brothers and sisters, it is the biggest elephant possibly in America. What are you talking about, Brother Seth? This elephant of color. This elephant around race. So tonight I thought I would sit down, get my Bible out, and just kind of talk to y'all as to what I've been trying to accomplish with these Facebook Lives, talking so much about the Israelites, talking so much about racism. I thought I would slow it down enough to tell y'all what am I trying to do. I am trying to get people to see, number one, 
you are practicing racism by saying black and white, black and white. So what I do is I say black and white to let people know, hey, black people, why do you not value your own people? Why do you value this person I watch? You know, this is how I talk to a lot of my brothers and sisters. I'm talking about humans, fellow humans, white and black. I go to them to let them see you're not loving yourself because you have bought into the narrative that you're black and that you can't do this and that you're supposed to, that this other person got it better and all these things. So I want you all to pray with me tonight because I'm trying not to get into it too fast because I'm trying not to say stuff too offensive too quickly because i got a lot of things I want to say, and they are going to sound offensive. All right, so I just want you all to know right now that Brother Seth love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. What I am going to do, though, is I'm going to take a little short break. I've got to make one little adjustment, and then we're going to get into this. So right now we just take a little short break, and we're just going to come back and get right into this, okay? So, again, what is the purpose of the show tonight? The purpose of the show tonight is to share through Scripture a revelation that transformed my life and have transformed probably thousands because I've been preaching for a long time, and that is a revelation of leprosy, Bible leprosy, which is nothing more than white skin. Now, in today's world, when you say the word leprosy, you think of fingers falling off and pus and, and, and deformed knuckles and all of this, but when you read the Bible, Every time it mentions the word leprosy, it follows with white skin. It says leprous as snow. It's talking about white skin. Always, always, always throughout the whole scriptures. Every time we talk about leprosy, for the most part, it's talking about white skin. So you got to ask yourself, why does it do that? But I got bombs. I got what I call bombs. I got some heavy truths that when I say them to you, you're going to be like, now, I don't know if I agree with you, brother, but you do have a point there. I call them roots. A root is something Brother Seth stated everybody can see clearly. Like, okay, I can see that, brother. I can see that. Now, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I definitely see that. So I've got what I call roots that I'm going to share with you, and that will help you to see, okay, I don't know if I agree with him, but that do make sense. So one of the roots I share with you before we take this break is Leviticus 13 and 13. You can be chewing on this while I'm working up to Leviticus because I'm not getting into this yet. I'm still laying the foundation talking about some very important things after the Father wants me to share at this time with y'all. And again, I want to thank you for coming to the Five Stone Network. Again, I'm Brother Seth. This is what I've been doing since 2011, just doing blogs just like this, going through the scriptures, coming to the scriptures to help what? Resurrect our people, to get them out of hate, to get them into loving themselves and loving the Most High and loving each other and trying to uh, get our brothers and sisters uh, that may not look like us to do the same, to love themselves and to love us equally and uh, just walk in this new man that the Father's created. Brothers and sisters, that's what Brother Seth has been doing. I mean, that is what probably all of us should be doing, right? The Bible talks about we've all been given a ministry of reconciliation. So that's what I've been doing for 
since 2011, at least on Blog Talk Radio. But I've really been doing it since, like, 1982. I mean, actually, actually, when I first gave my life to the Father in 79, I've been living for him. But I was called a preacher in 82, and then, and of course, in 1988, uh, began to get the revelation of African Americans being one of the lost tribes of Israel. And, of course, the Father showed me that racism in my heart, uh, not racism per se of hating white people, but racism for hating my own self, and I didn't even know it. I didn't know that I looked at myself as a white person or, or a person that had trouble, not all white people, is practicing racism. You have to be very careful how I say that. But I didn't know that I was full of what they call self-hate, and I viewed myself as a lot of our white brothers and sisters view black people that don't really know them. In other words, I saw... I trusted more in whites and uh, their um, doctors and their lawyers and their professions and their companies and their preachers and their books than I did so-called black people. I had no clue. I had no clue. And so this is where a lot of our people are at. We have this core, this trust, because, again, all of our life have been in this country, and whatever these people have given us for education that's what educated us. We didn't go outside of the country and hear different voices and different perspectives on how to see God and a different perspective on how to see nature and a different perspective on how to see money and a different perspective on how to see love and how to, a different perspective on really any and everything as it relates to life. We, as so-called Americans, never go and hear the other side. So what the Father did, but he did through the Holy Spirit, he showed me that Whites in America in power, whites in power, is just one child in a classroom of students with their hand up. America is just one version of what the real world is all about. America is one version of who God is. America is one version of who Christ is. America is one version of who, uh, who we are. There's other people that think different of you, and their 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 opinion of you is just as valid and just as solid and probably more accurate, more close to what the Father thinks of you than all of the white people you've known all your life. There's some people, there's places you can go, and they treat you like royalty. You won't even know what to do with yourself. Okay, I've seen it, I've been there, I've experienced it, and they're not faking either. They really value you. Um uh, thinking of Brother John Clark, who was one of our uh, co-hosts, and he had the opportunity to go to Kenya. And he was telling me just it's a different feeling to get up and to go about your business and nobody's profiling you. Nobody's thinking about what color you are. He said it's just amazing. So anyway, brothers and sisters, can we take a little short break, and then we're going to come back and swing, all right? We're going to get into it, brothers and sisters, again. The Bible, what does it have to say about white skin, the origin of it? How does the Father, how did the Father originally feel about white skin? How does he feel about it today? And I know some of you are saying, why are you talking about white skin? Well, because a lot of us worship people that wear white skin, and a lot of our so-called white brothers and sisters worship their own selves and their own image. And so they don't hear other people. They feel like they set the standards. They're the authority, and so why not talk about 
8% of the world's population that rules 92%. How do they do it? They do it through lies, deception, and ignorance. I'm talking about those in power. So we're going to take a little short break, and I'm going to come back and go a little deeper, actually a lot deeper, brothers and sisters. So let's just take this little short break. And uh, what I want to do is uh, this is actually a... this is actually a prayer also for the show, so I want to go ahead and uh, even though I'm going to be moving around, I want everybody to agree with this prayer, and I'm going to be in agreement with this uh, with my own prayer. This is a pre-recorded prayer, and also it talks about how for those on Facebook, uh, Blog Talk Radio, it talks about how to how to ask questions on uh, Blog Talk Radio for this show tonight. So just some instructions on those that are new to the Blog Talk Radio. Uh, that are listening on Blog Talk Radio. This is instructions for them, as well as um, a prayer that I pr- that I'm praying for the show. So uh, just just pay attention and be blessed, and I'll be right back, brothers and sisters. Okay, brothers and sisters, let's go to our Father in prayer. Let's his blessings upon this broadcast. And if you agree with me as I pray and as I petition the highest court, kingdom of the most high God, God of Israel, if you agree, simply say amen under your breath. So be it. Father, I just want to lift up this show tonight. Father, I ask that you would by your Holy Spirit, your Ruach HaKadosh, By your spirit, Father, speak through the co-hosts, the hosts or guests or whoever's going to be speaking to the people, or even through the callers, Father. Father, we ask that you would speak to us through your word. Father, let us be agents of change tonight not just lifting up the problem, whatever we're going to be discussing, or the enemy, whoever the enemy is. But Father, we ask that on this show that you be lifted up. While we may examine the problem, discuss the problem, discuss the challenges, discuss the heartache, the pain, we just ask that you be lifted up as the as the solution. As as a song play in the background, Waymaker, we ask that you be revealed tonight on this broadcast, broadcast as the Waymaker. Father, we as a people petition your court, your presence, asking for change in our world, in our home, in our hearts. Father, let us not just be another group of people just talking for the sake of talking vain conversation. We ask that you would speak the wisdom that only you can give. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of you who give it to all men liberally and abraded not. Father, in your son's name, we ask that you will reveal 
reveal to us your heart in the matters spoken tonight. And Father, we ask a special blessing upon the listeners that if they're suffering with pain, discomfort in their bodies where they can't hear you, we ask that you will rebuke and we rebuke the enemy in Christ's name. Spirit of sickness and infirmity, and we even speak to bodies and command these bodies receive peace. These bodies will receive healing in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. All these things we ask as a body on this broadcast tonight. Amen. Leviticus 13 and just kind of keep your thumb there. You have a Bible, it's not you on the road. Uh, trust me, I will read it. I won't misread it. <laughs> you can trust me reading if you're on the road. But if, you, if you're at home, get your Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, the fourth book of the Bible. And uh, just want to uh, everybody look at Leviticus 13. I'm going to say some things. Then I'm going to prove them in scripture First thing I'm going to say is Turn that down just a little bit Brothers and sisters White skin in the Bible days Was seen as a curse As a plague it was not a disease. It was something called leprosy. I want you to watch how the scriptures use the word leprosy or leprous. And you tell me, does this sound like what y'all think leprosy is? So y'all think it's sores and fingers form, form crazy. Listen how the scriptures talk about leprosy. I submit to you, a type of leprosy is simply white skin. It's a plague. And what happens is, back in the day, prophets were cursing people that had sinned with this thing called leprosy. Those people were brown, and the prophet would curse them, and they would turn white. I'm about to prove it to you in the scriptures. Not not changing anything. You gotta ask yourself a question. That's why I say it's a cover up. It's the cover up. The biblical origin 
of white skin is covered up. If they told the truth of what white skin was in Bible days, they would not be able to rule. It's over. It's over. We would realize if the original people ran this, why am I listening to these people dictate anything to me? One of the reasons we allow whites to we follow them and trust them is because we think Bibles had white people. They had they've always been on the earth as far as the ancient people. I have somebody tell me that they thought white people was fifty percent of the world's population. They thought whites was fifty percent of the world's population. Whites are eight percent of the world's population. And that's after they have destroyed a whole planet full of people. I did the math. There will be more like 7 billion more people on this earth had not white went throughout the whole earth killing millions and millions of people. So after all of the millions and millions of people they've killed, those in power, those in power I'm talking about, they're only 8% of the world's population. only 8% of the world's population. And as I talk about whites tonight, most of this is going to be those in power. Uh, of course, the little white guy across the street that make $15, $16 an hour, he don't have no power. Now, he may try to enjoy white privilege from the lies and the philosophies of white supremacy, but this show really is not talking about him so much because he don't have the kind of power to uh, really save himself. So, let's look at Exodus 4 and 6. Exodus 4 and 6. Keep your finger on Leviticus. Remember I told you. And go to Exodus 4 and 6. I want you all to see something. If you go to Exodus 4 and 6, and you and of course you, all scriptures is in the King James Version Bible. If you do that, brothers and sisters, you're going to see something very different. So the father is talking to Moses And he's trying to show him his power So if he's going to show him his power It's going to be something to awe Or uh, really amaze somebody If the father wants to show Moses his power It's going to have to be a wonder So here we go Exodus 4 and 6 And the Lord said furthermore to me Put now thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous. Here's the first time it's coming up tonight. The word leprous. It's leper, leprous, lepers. Leprous as snow. That's it. So what is snow known for? Snow known for... Basically, two things, to be ice and to be white. Why, if we, this is knuckles falling all off and chipped all off and fingers halfway growing, deformation, if all of that that y'all call leprosy, why would it say leprosy is snow? What that's got to do with snow? Keep keep your mind. Make a note of that, all right? If, just take notes, brothers and sisters, because I'm telling you, I'm building them. You're going to look up, you have about 15 notes that's going to make you go later, wow. I can't believe Seth said that. I can't believe it's in the scripture. 
Let's go over to Numbers 12 and 10. It's your first step, uh, uh, description of leprosy, though. It's white, white as snow. Watch this. You think this is coincidence? The same verbiage is going to be used in Numbers 12 and 10. What am I doing? I am trying to show the listening artists tonight. I'm moving real, real slow because so many people are offended by those photos I, I presented earlier with people losing pigmentation. I'm trying to present to the world listening tonight on my little podcast here or my blog here and this Facebook Live that white skin on this earth was not the father's original purpose or was his original thought. He made his man from dirt, from dust. And when we die, no matter what color we are, we all go back to that darkness. So we were made brown. And to end up white is a big deal. Number one, the sun can kill you. Not that you're a bad person, but you're not properly clothed, if you will, uh, biologically speaking. If you not have enough melanin, the very sun can kill you. Do you think it's God's will that that happened? You think, to, the, to those of y'all that think God made us white, no, God made us brown. And if sin entered the environment or more pointedly we sin and we would curse with whiteness, it's, it's a penalty to, to have this taken from you either through nature or through the prophet cursing you white. Don't worry. I know I sound real crazy. I know. But when I get done, you're going to be, you're going to have a lot of, Explain to do to, for those of you that think I'm so off. So, again, the Father showed me this because I, I was praying the kind of prayers like, Father, if you, you know, help me to be more like you, help me to honor you, help me to worship you. I don't want nothing else before you, Father. This is my, it's my younger Christian walk. I want him to be one. I want him to be pure. And he showed me that I, I did have a good heart. But what I thought of him, what I thought of other people, especially so-called black people, and then the way I thought white people, it was warped. It wasn't pure. It wasn't like him. And he began to show me it was almost kind of like a cord. It's like a vision, kind of. I began to see all these people with these things going through their head. It was just kind of me pondering, you know, and I was getting to kind of see they're getting this power. They're getting... Something fed to them. They're getting their nutrition from another source, not from what people, not from the people that maybe the Most High brought across their path that says something powerful, truth that would make them free. They couldn't get free by that because of what this was saying. They couldn't oftentimes receive a word from somebody because they didn't look a certain way. A lot of our white brothers and sisters can't. They can't receive rhema. They can't receive manna. They can't receive a word of deliverance from a person of color because of the cord that's saying, you're beneath me. Some of our wives can't hear us because of the cord that says, you don't have no value. 
some of us can't even believe in us because of this cord that's being fed, this white supremacy being fed to us since been there since we was a child. And we can't value ourselves the way he values. Folks, this is serious. But let's go on to Numbers 12 and 10. We hit that a little harder again. There is an alien. There is an intruder in our minds that's programming us not to be what the Most High calls us to be. It's serious. It's what America is all about. You come here and you're a foreigner, not a problem. When they get done with you, you're going to be an American. Nothing wrong with being American if it's a godly thing, but if America is something where you're supporting something that's against the ways of the Most High, then we have a problem, and we do have a problem. I said we do have a problem. So Numbers 12 and 10, Numbers 12 and 10, King James Version only Bible, y'all. And I may put a little music on I like a little music in the background. I tell you, this right here is something, though, isn't it? Isn't it? And 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 before we read, read numbers, let me just say this, because I, I keep hearing these thoughts. I know how my people think. I know how a lot of our white brothers and sisters think. And I know a lot of people, again, is saying. There's a lot of things going on in the world. There's a lot of wonderful white people that have helped me and, and, and blessed me, and you're presenting things very concerning. Let me say something to, to to us, all of us. This is how the Father gave it to me. A lot of our love for whites is tainted. Is destructive to us and them. Some people have went off to marry whites, and their love for each other is not pure. It could become pure later, but a lot of time with the initial meeting. And what I'm trying to say is this, brothers and sisters: we live in a country that have man-made standards that generate racism. Neely Fuller Jr., I quoted him last week, and I'm going to quote him again this week. Neely Fuller Jr. said something. He said, in the system of white supremacy, A black, so-called black man can never be a man. If you're not even a black man that should rattle you, you can look like a man, you can have muscles, you can have a heavy voice, hair on your face, all that, but the way you're looked at and viewed by not just white people, but by your own people, that's why it's so easy to take the life of so-called African-American men. That's why when their lives are threatened, there isn't an outcry. Because black men aren't valued like they should be in the system of white supremacy. 
They're not men in the system of white supremacy. People are going to say, hey, man, how's it going, all this and stuff. But watch how they value each other in before whites, white men. I'm not – anyway, stay with me, brothers and sisters, because we we're about to hear some rough – some more clear. It's going to get clear and clear and clear. Right now, I'm going slow because I want everybody to understand my intention that I ain't no hate the white man. I ain't on that tip. I'm not no Muslim. I'm not no racist black Hebrew. I'm not, and I know there's a lot of Hebrew Israelites that are preaching the truth. It's always extremes in any religious expression. So, and I'm not saying we're religious, but I'm just saying. I'm not with nobody preaching no hate. I love, 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 love all people. And I, be, the Father just showed me something that was stealing, killing, and destroying. In my mind, as far as how I saw myself, destructive. How I saw other black people, destructive. Seeing white people too high than what they should have been, that's destructive to whites and me. So Brother Seth is just sharing his testimony tonight, sharing some things that bless me, that help me see myself a lot better. I'm still not out of the woods. I still got some issues. Still got some challenges. Yes, I do. I sure do. I'm going to take a sip of coffee on that. I certainly do. But what does that mean? What prophet didn't have challenges? What prophet stopped talking just because he had challenges? What y'all going to do with what I'm talking about right now? What are you going to do with this truth? So if we go to Numbers 12 and 10, remember we just read about Moses, and the Bible says his hand became leprous as snow. The Father turned his dark skin white. But don't worry. Numbers 12 and 10, it reads the same verbiage. And the cloud departed. From off the temple And behold Miriam Became lepers White as snow Again And the cloud departed From off the tabernacle And behold Miriam Became leprous Leprous White as snow It should say something else if she was this, 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 this. What does this got to do? And I'm doing my fingers like that because if you Google leprosy right now, you're going to see sores and all this stuff. Why would the scripture say twice, white as snow? She became leprous, white as snow. But don't worry. Aaron is about to describe what just happened. To his sister, I told you I'm not playing with y'all tonight. White skin in biblical times was a type of plague. Prophets was cursing dark-skinned people white. So let's read it. Numbers 12, verse 10. Now we're about to read verse number 11. And Aaron said unto Moses, their brothers, this is the the brother of Moses, 
And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, back then they called each other Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Now let me explain something real quick before I read the rest of that. Moses, Miriam was speaking out against Moses because he had married an Ethiopian woman. And the father basically was rebuking Miriam for coming out against Moses. So the father, the cloud lifted, and Miriam is smitten with this, whatever it is. I know what y'all think it is. But she was she was smitten with leprosy. Her brother sees it, and he's startled. And he says this, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us. What sin? The sin of them giving them a hard time. Worrying we have done foolishly, and worrying we have sinned. Now here we go. He's going to describe whatever this is that's upon his sister. Let her not be as one dead. Of whom flesh is half consumed When he cometh out of his mother's womb One more time He's looking at his sister that's smitten with whatever this is And he says Alas my lord I beseech thee Lay not the sin upon us Wherein we have done foolishly And wherein we have sinned Let her not be as one dead Of whom Flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. So anything coming out of a mother's womb is going to be a stillborn baby if it's dead. So he's talking and he's describing a simply a stillborn baby. So Aaron obviously have seen babies born with no life, and he's saying, let her not be as one dead coming from his mother's womb, whose flesh is half consumed. I want y'all to focus on those Words whose flesh is half consumed. No baby ever comes out of a woman all chewed up and ate up like some animal or some ate them. No baby. That's not what he's saying. He's saying the flesh is half gone. It's half consumed. It's, it's not there. Let her not be as one did whose flesh is half consumed. Have gone, have colored in, I have. So, what's happening here is a pattern. And, and uh, uh, before I say that, I was preaching this in Columbus, Ohio. My wife is on the line. I'm sure she remember this. I was preaching this in Columbus, Ohio. And I, whenever I minister, I tell people, if I, if y'all get something, somebody get healed or something, interrupt me. You had a question, interrupt me. I want to be relevant to the people. So this lady interrupted me. And she said, oh, my God, I deliver stillborn babies. I'm a nurse. And she said, you are right. Stillborn babies don't have pigmentation. So what I was saying to them was when Aaron is there looking at his sister and he's describing what's going on, he's saying he's looking at his sister and he can see through her skin. And that's what I was saying. It's almost like this. 
When you're smitten with leprosy, a person turns white or a person turns to where you can't see through their you can see through their skin. It's like you can see through their skin, like kinda of like the bottom if I open my mouth, look at my mouth, that color, kinda of like your hand or like under your eyelids, open flesh. You know, there's no melanin there. If you open up your flesh, you're gonna see a pinkish. It ain't got no color, it ain't got no melanin. The melanin's on the outside of us. So what was happening is the father, uh, uh, when a person loses their pigmentation, they lose their covering, they lose their earth, they lose their, um, it's another word I'm trying to get a hold of, but the bottom line is the father gave it to us, and to lose it is not nothing small, it's major. Like I say, the sun can kill you. So I'm going really slow. I'm just building, 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 building. I'm getting to Leviticus 13. Y'all going to see some stuff, and you'll never be the same. I guarantee you, you'll never be the same. You'll never look at these scriptures the same. So I want to talk about uh, another story, and this is in 2 Kings 5, 2 Kings 5. So let's read Second Kings five. This is deep. Now Second Kings five, there is a man that has this thing, whatever it is. I know some of y'all think it's different than what I think is okay. All right. So this is a very interesting story. Here's somebody that has this thing called leprosy, whatever it is. All right. So I'll tell you the story, I'll tell you where it's at, and you can read it on your own, but this is found in Second um, Kings 5. Now, Second Kings 5, there was a man by the name of uh, Naaman, and the Bible says that he was captain of the host of the Syrian army, a great man with his master, and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. So, if somebody got this, 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 and their fingers all, number one, how could they be all these things the name was? He was the captain of the host of the king of Syria, a great man. With his master, honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. But here's the here's the thing I want y'all to focus on. He was also a mighty man of valor. How can you be a mighty man of valor? Every single time today we see lepers or we hear about lepers in different countries in India that we call leprosy today, they're far from people of valor. Can't be with with this guy, guy. But I'm going to speak this story up and tell y'all what happened in the end. So Naaman had a servant, and she told tells him that there is someone that could actually cleanse him. They don't use the word heal too much when they relate to uh, leprosy. It's cleansing. So you have to understand, brothers and sisters, when you lose your pigmentation, and again, what am I doing? Where am I going with this? I'm trying to show us how we've been lied to about history. I'm trying to show us how we've been lied to about the Bible. I'm trying to show us how 
because if I can get everyone to see that this book right here was full of people of color and that there was no whites even on the scene as a nation during the time that this book was wrote for the most part, I think people would begin to start stop trusting, and that's the whole purpose of me talking about this core to the head and this message even tonight, is to get us to really think about what we have been trusting all our lives and to walk away from white supremacy. So Naaman had whatever this is that y'all call leprosy. I believe he was just a white man. That's it. A lot of white men are valid. A lot of white men are strong. I think Naaman was just simply white. So anyway, he was uh, was told to go see this prophet that he may be cleansed. And like I was saying earlier, starting slow, brothers and sisters, we're going to pick up. We're going to pick up, and y'all going to be able to see it is impossible but what Brother Seth just shared, oh, my God, it is impossible that whites was a nation of people and that it's going to be impossible, I said impossible, that the Messiah could have come dark-skinned or the Israelites was dark-skinned, not the, the way the Bible talks about this. So anyway, Naaman had this leprosy, whatever it is, and he was cleansed because there's two types of leprosy. It's those that have this thing called leprosy and they're clean, and it's those that have this leprosy, whatever it is, and they're unclean. Well, the thing about the clean people is, um, probably shouldn't go too deep in this, but if you had a spot on your arm and there was a white spot, the Bible says you're supposed to come let the priest look at you. And there were people that had all white spots. And the Bible says that you're supposed to, if they had these spots, they couldn't go among the people. Not because they was contagious, but was because there was sin in that house. And the Father didn't want these people with this sin in their house to mix with the rest of the nation. So they had people that was classified as lepers or had leprosy, which is white skin. I know how it sounds, but these people that had white skin, it could be a patch on the arm or somewhere. If they they saw it, you was considered a leper. But there was two types of lepers. There was lepers that uh, was clean which means they're accepted, they can go and mingle among the people, they matter, you know, they can mingle among any anybody. And then there was lepers that was unclean. Now what a unclean leper was was white skin you can see through, kinda of like the uh, Aaron was saying of his sister, let him not be as one who's dead whose flesh is half consumed. His sister had that you can see through the flesh look. It's kinda of like your lip, like I said, or your eyelid or your even some people like to look at the palm of their hand. It's that color. So, anyway, Naaman had this leprosy. 
and the Bible says when he got to this priest, the, the priest that, um, and Arlene, if you're listening, I sure would enjoy a cup of water. My eyes is kind of bothering me here. Be sure it would be nice if you don't mind. Sorry about the interruption, everybody. And brothers and sisters, y'all pray for me because brother says he has some challenges right now. I'm a little tired, but I'm just determined to, to get this out because I just think that a lot of times we're trying to preach and trying to reach our young people, like I was saying at the beginning of the broadcast, and they can't hear because of something programming our young people and our old people where they just can't hear us. You know, I, was, I wrote a book talking about uh, how, well, I was going to write a book talking about how we are the Israelites, and I'm still working on that, but I stopped writing a book to write a book on white supremacy because I realized something. People can't hear you. A lot of you just can't hear me. You, A lot of people, it don't matter what you say. It don't matter what you're teaching. It don't matter how much schooling you have. Some people in my family, some people possibly in my household at times, some people in my job, some people in my neighborhood, some people in my churches, they just can't hear me. And when I've researched and figured out what it was about, this is what it's been about. People look at things like TBN. Which is what I at least want to talk so much about. I, I like TV and I really do. But I'm saying, if God gives me something, it's like I said earlier, yes, last program. White people, we're going to need your help. Because our people cannot hear us. They just can't hear us. They can hear us to a certain degree. They'll trust us to a certain degree. They'll they'll really value what we say in certain areas. But you are our real teacher. Not even the Holy Ghost at times. And I mean that. That sounds a little harsh, but a lot of believers, a lot of these churches, they love their white skin and their whiteness and their little white plan more than they do the things of the most high. Very serious. So anyway, Naaman had this thing called leprosy. Naaman had leprosy. So there was a prophet that actually prayed for Naaman and he was able to become un I mean, excuse me, uh, he was able to become clean. Still was a white man, but he didn't have those patches. The Bible talks about uh, if you could see through the skin, then you was considered unclean. And if it was covered all white, you was considered clean. I'm going to go with this a little, little deeper later. But I have to jump to 17 5. Y'all see here why in a minute. But we're going to go into scripture upon scripture upon scripture as to what was clean, what was unclean. And uh, we're going to talk about freckles. We're going to talk about, if the time permits, we're going to talk about... Uh, Blonde hair. You know, blonde hair was in Leviticus 13. It calls it yellow hair. But yellow hair is a recessive trait. Why is the Bible talking about yellow hair in a negative light? Because it's recessive, just like it talk about white skin in a negative light. 
For brothers and sisters, Naaman had this thing called leprosy. And he goes to this priest, and the priest prays for him, and the Bible says that Naaman become a cleanse, a leper. Okay? Which is a good thing. Now he can go among the people. Don't tell to watch this. So Naaman is He's he's healed of his leper, but they don't call it healed. They call it when the, when a leper is cleansed because he's still white. It's just he don't have the patches with the white hair, which is considered leprous. We'll talk about it. Just put a pin in right now. When people have white spots and there's a white hair in it, you're going to read here in a little bit that that's not good. That's not good. That's probably the people that was cursed by prophets because there was other people that got their leprosy to the fallen earth. That's why I said if you have vitiligo or you find yourself an albino, don't hate on yourself. It's the fallen state of the earth. And so uh, people lose pigmentation. Also, plants lose pigmentation. I have on my little slideshow something called leucism, L-E-U-I-S-M. Leucism is when animals lose pigmentation. Why do you think animals lose pigmentation? And I do mean every single animal on the face of the earth lose pigmentation. How is that? Again, there are types of animals that lose their pigmentation. There are, a lot, there are types of plants that lose their color and become white. It's now, did they go out and sin, these plants? No. It's the fallen state of the environment, the world. And so oftentimes people will get this uh, melanin uh, cracking or, or disappearing. And so, anyway, Naaman was healed with, uh, there I go. Just move this over here. Naaman was healed, brothers and sisters, with whatever this is. And there was a servant of the Most High named Gehazi, and Gehazi went to follow Naaman to uh, get a reward for this, uh, him uh, being cleansed from his leprosy. He, now he can go mingle among the people, and they won't be rejected, because you, although he still has the leprosy, he's cleansed. You want to be cleansed as a leper. And then you can just go and mingle with everybody else. But when you're unclean, that's when you have to not go around because I guess the Most High didn't want people that have sinned. I don't know that part. I don't know why. But anyway, so when Naaman was cleansed of the leprosy he had, uh, he the prophet said, well, he tells the prophet, you know, do he owe him anything? And the prophet said, no, you don't owe me. Just thank the Father. So basically, Naaman goes away, and he's excited about this, his flesh being restored back to its original color or its, or just being all white if he, had, if he was white. Again, it's unclean leprosy is when basically it's like it's a part of your skin doesn't cover you. It's like this is all skin, and if for some reason it just, you're just supposed to be covered, brothers and sisters. You're not supposed to have that reddish-white look. But anyway, kind of jumping around, y'all, bear with me, pray with me. I, like I said, I'm tired. I didn't get a chance to go to bed today. And so I thought I was going to do this show on tomorrow, the 23rd. Messing around, accidentally booked it for today, and so I'm keeping my commitment since I put so much out there saying I'm going to do a show tonight. But 
when Naaman was, uh, when Gehazi was, uh, when he saw this whole thing of Naaman being cleansed, Naaman was a wealthy man or had some stuff, I should say not wealthy, but Naaman had a lot that he offered the prophet. And the prophet said, no, just worship the Most High, basically, the way the story reads. But Gehazi then goes and uh, receives um, things for from Naaman for his healing, and the Most High gets upset with that. So what happened is when Gehazi come back to the prophet who prayed for Naaman in the first place, and Naaman again got his healing, when the prophet came back to I mean, when Naaman came back to the prophet after receiving all these stuff, gifts and stuff, the prophet says to him, "Where, where, yeah, let's read that part. Check this out. This is, again, 2 Kings 5, 2 Kings 5. This is like the last verses on 2 Kings 5. Now watch this, and you tell me it'll just have to do with 2023. And I have a question for you in a little bit. So, as you know, Gehazi follows Naaman out, and he gets all types of uh, riches for his healing or for his cleansing. Verse number 27 says, The leprosy thereof of Naaman, whatever it was, shall cleave unto thee until thou and unto thy seed forever. One more time. The leprosy thereof of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. One more time. Did y'all hear that? The leprosy thereof of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went from his presence a leper as white as snow. One more time. This is the third time I've read the, the, ver, the word leprosy, and it's talking about it just being white. We've been lied to. In Bible time, people that lost their pigmentation, it was called leprosy, or they was leprous. People that was born with all whiteness, what do you think they're going to be called? Lepers. 2 Kings 5.27 The leprosy thereof of name Prophet was speaking to Gehazi The leprosy thereof of name Shall cleave unto thee And unto thy seed forever So I want to ask you a question brothers and sisters We're going to take a little short break If the prophet cursed Gehazi and his seed, and he tells them the leprosy that's on Naaman shall be upon thee and thy seed forever. Would that include today? Of course it would. So the question is, where is the seed of Gehazi? There's a lot of reasons people are widening or, or, or people. It's a, we don't know what we're looking at. We don't know why people losing pigmentation. It could be because of some ancient curse to be upon this generation, or it could be lots of things. But, again, Second Kings 5, the prophet said, the leprosy that's on Naaman 
shall be upon thee and to thy descendants forever. So, and the Bible says, more importantly, and he went forth from the presence a leper, white as snow. So now I want everyone to take a little break here, and then we're going to come back, and we are going to get into Leviticus. This is the big one. This is this is what's going to nail it down. And I mean, I mean, brothers and sisters, I don't know what stronger message than this right here against white supremacy, because if the Bible was full of dark-skinned people, that means society was full of dark-skinned people, and if that's the case, that means that we owe those people uh, everything, because they started civilization pretty much, and they ran this world. So, um, but I want to get on that a little further, uh, a little later on. I want to go ahead and take a little short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Again, you've tuned to the Five Suits on Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we are just uh, swinging at this, uh, swinging at what? Bible leprosy, the origin of white skin. So we're talking about this to uh, pretty much shed light on the fact that we've been lied to. You know, we have big organizations like the Catholic Church. We have even smaller, tiny organizations like the Christian uh, television, like the TBN, the Days of Other Worlds, and they are dictating who God is and what he is saying. There's nothing wrong with them as long as they're godly. But my point is we're taking a back seat to these people. We're not confident around these people. We're not standing up for what God is putting in our heart. We're cowering down to these people. You know, my job, I'm baffled by how many times I see foreigners just scared of whites, and they're, they're just kind of backing up and letting them have their way. Where do they come from? Where do they get that from? They've got the, the teachings of white supremacy, thought, speech, or behavior. And so these people run around, these people who so-called whites are running around, and they need God. They need to be salvaged. They need uh, love even from their bro- fellow brothers and sisters that happen to have pigment. But they're robbing themselves of a good relationship because of the superiority spirit that's on them uh, through this lie of white supremacy. So anyway, let me take a little short little break, brothers and sisters, and I'll be, gonna, I'll be right back. Again, want to thank you for tuning in to the Five Swiss Stone Network. And... Um, when we get back, we're going to read Leviticus, and y'all are going to see what I'm saying. You're going to see scriptures talking about, like I said, if we get around to it, blonde hair, you're going to see what talking about freckles, and uh, I mean, you're going to see, brothers and sisters, that it's impossible. It's impossible that that book that we call the scriptures could have been uh, a white and uh, uh, really the earth at that time had to have been people of color. So we'll be right back. All right, here we go. My favorite
Man, that was a little fast than I thought. So let's just do another song here really quickly, brothers. Just, there was so much faster than what I thought, and I had one more thing to do. So let's just take another little short little break here, another little song here, brothers and sisters. That was so much shorter than I thought it was going to be. Okay, here we go. Be right back. Back up where you had it.
I am tired uh, because I. It's a long story, but I just want to just say this to everybody. This is major, and even though I'm, I am tired, I've decided to do this because this show because. This information I'm sharing with y'all set me free. It set me free. It set me free because that's why I talk the boldness the way I talk now. I talk bold now because I recognize now when I hear truth, I can hear it without the cord. I'm not saying I'm totally free. may have one wire or something. But, brothers and sisters, I've come to realize that I don't care if it's the Catholic Church. I don't care if it's Christian television. I don't care if it's the media. These people look like they're Established and they're so con- they're so confident and they look like they got so much resources and they're so accurate and so when somebody come up around like myself without those resources, I understand why a lot of y'all would doubt. Like you know, I don't know about you, I, I kind of understand that. But you know what? They've been wrong before. They said a lot of things before and it was wrong. They have said a lot of things before and it was wrong. They wrote books and they were wrong. They went all over the world teaching things and we have found out they were wrong about a lot of things. So I thank the Father for delivering me from white people. Those in power I'm talking about. Those following the New World Order and even so-called people of color that's in the bed with this organization and preaching these same lies. Father delivered me, y'all. And I do want to apologize again for for my tiredness, but I had to do this. And this is what happens sometimes when you get a little zealous and you don't always use wisdom. But I'm going to follow it through. And I may do a repeat on tomorrow. So, let's go to Leviticus 13. And let's look at what the Most High thought of white skin. Alright? It's not no bell curve, reverse bell curve stuff. This ain't no, again, the spirit, the person that has the spirit is the same. As, we're all the same. I'm just talking about this this, this layer of Skin that's on them, how it was looked at in the Bible days. That's how I know the people was very dark. When I read Leviticus 13, what I see here, let me know that the people was very dark. I don't even have to look at all those Bible stories. When I see things, let me, let's get into it. Here we go. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, here those two again, saying, when a man shall have in the skin of his flesh, in the skin of his flesh, arising a scab or a bright spot, 
and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy. One more time. And Moses spake unto Moses, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, let me pull this up on my computer because it's a little small writing, and I want to be able to be comfortable when I share. So let me just pull this up where I can speak with a little bit more freedom. So we got Leviticus 13, and it's the King James Version Bible. And again, let's read this again. This is impossible. So to our white brothers and sisters that's going around thinking everything started with you, and black people don't have no purpose, and we ain't this and we ain't that, and Africans ain't this and ain't that. Haven't been reading. You haven't been reading. Okay. And the Lord speaketh to Moses and Aaron, saying, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, and here we go, watch this, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy. So you got to ask yourself, what's the plague of leprosy? If they have these three things, and it be, these three things be like the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought into Aaron, the priest, or into one of his sons, the priest. Let's stop right there. One more time. When a man shall have in the skin, this is a handbook on leprosy. This is the only chapter in the Bible like this where it talks specifically about this. You have to ask yourself this question. If it's a disease, why come all the other diseases in the Bible? Why does disease get its own chapter? Nope, that is not what it is. This is a very important chapter talking about this plague because the Father knew one day we would be here stuck and confused not knowing who we are, and I think that's why this is in this book. But, again, this is not a disease. It's not contagious. And I had a pastor one time tell me, oh, yeah, it is contagious. Because the, 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 the people that's come, that had leprosy said to each other, why sit we here till we die? They were sitting outside the gate. Because the Bible says that with the Israelites, they couldn't uh, mingle with the people. Again, some of these people had sinned and done some things and probably cursed them. And so most I was saying, no, you, you be outside the gate because your children, your family done done something wrong. So he cursed them. Uh, I mean, not cursed them. He had them to be outside the gate. So, anyway, just because they said, why sit we here till we die, a lot of people preach that with leprosy you die. That's not true, brothers and sisters, because that scripture goes on to say that the same lepers said to each other, let us go down to the enemy camp. And uh, if the enemy find us, they're going to kill us. But if they don't find us, we'll get to eat. And we're going to find food. So if the enemy find us in their camp, they're going to kill us. But if they don't find us, we shall live. But if you've got leprosy and you're already dying, then it doesn't matter. Uh, if they catch you or not, you're going to die because you're dying. So the fact that they say we shall live tell you, they once going to live. So it, had, it, it wasn't a death sentence. So we've been lied to. Le, lepers did not die. Nowhere in the scripture does it say nothing about lepers to kill. It wasn't a contagious. Nowhere in the scripture does it say it's contagious. The, mo, the Most High had many people couldn't go around other people because of sin. 
nothing to do with no uh, leprosy, like y'all think anyway. So watch this. This verse is very interesting. When a man should have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, and, he, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought unto the Aaron, uh, the priest, or unto one of his sons, the priest. But the thing, did y'all miss that? The thing that got me was if they have either three of these, a rising, some people say, well, there it is right there, brother, that's the leprosy, it's a rising. See, there it is. There it is right there in the handbook of leprosy. Leviticus 13, it says if any man have a rising or a scab, and then something says, there it is right there. I told you a sword. There it is right there. And the third thing, it says or. I love the fact that it has the word or. So it's a rising, a scab, or a bright spot. I want to ask everybody that's listening to this Facebook Live tonight, and again, I want to thank you for tuning into the Fossil Soul Network, where we're trying to dismantle white supremacy in a kind of a, a unique way. We are simply questioning the whiteness of uh, in the scriptures as far as the people. So watch this, brothers and sisters. Questioning whether or not whiteness was superior, like some of y'all are saying. So. Why was people supposed to come to the priest if they just have a bright spot? Chew on that. Now, I'm tired, y'all can tell, but that right there is something. Why would you go to the priest and show yourself if you just have a bright spot? There it says it right there. Let's chew on that. Why you get up one day and you see a bright spot on you? According to this, you're supposed to go and pour to the priest and tell them to examine. That's because those people, brothers and sisters, was dark skinned. It would make sense. It would make sense for a person that's already a bright spot. Their whole body is a bright spot. They get a bright spot and go to the priest. It don't make sense. The whole body is a bright spot. But I want to uh, bring up another scripture, and this is Leviticus 13 and 13. And I'm winding down, brothers and sisters. But this, this right here I'm about to share with y'all. This is going. This is right here. It's, it's one of those, one of those scriptures that make you go, hmm. Leviticus 13 and 13 is very unique. Very, very unique. Leviticus 13 and 13 talks about this thing, whatever it is, this leprosy. Now, some of y'all say it's sores and pus and all that. Okay, fine. But what do you have to say about Leviticus 13 and 13? It says, Then the priest shall consider, and behold, if the leprosy, if the leprosy have covered all his flesh, So if it's what y'all think it is, sores and it say, then the priest shall consider, and behold, if the leprosy have covered all his flesh, it was spreading. Let's move up to verse 12. I think it makes more sense. 
And if a leprosy break out abroad in the skin, and the leprosy cover all the skin of him that hath the plague from his head even to his foot, whatsoever the priest looketh, then the priest shall consider, and behold, if the leprosy have covered all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean that had that he shall pronounce him clean that have the plague. It is all turned white. He is clean. One more time. I don't think y'all got that. Then the priest shall consider and behold, if the leprosy, whatever it is, have covered all his body. Now, how can it cover all his body if this is leprosy? And behold, if the leprosy have covered all his body, he shall pronounce him clean that had the plague. It is all turned white. It is all turned white. He is clean. Folks, I can, I can just end this Bible study right there. Tired as I am, that can nail it. How can leprosy be a sore or the things y'all talking about? Because if you got one sore, that's pretty bad. But if you cover it all over with sores, then you clean? No, it was just spreading. It was vitiligo. It was that whiteness spreading and spreading and spreading and spreading. Back then it was a much faster process, but... It was spreading. And we, here we are thousands of years later. Now it don't spread like that, but it was spreading that fast. So, that's Leviticus 13 and 13. Again, one more time. Just thinking about this, y'all, over the years. I just thank the Father right now. Right now for just that scripture. Then the preacher considered, Behold, the leprosy have covered all his flesh. He shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. It is all turned white. He is clean. But watch this. Verse 14. But when raw flesh appeared in him, and some of y'all say, Oh, raw flesh, there it is. Oh, there it is. It's, it's blood. Raw flesh just was what I described earlier when you can see through the skin. But when raw flesh appeared in him, he shall be unclean. So basically what has happened, this man is turning white. Like a lot of our brothers and sisters today, they're turning white, turning white. And when they're all turning white, the Bible says, then are they accepted. But if raw flesh appear, not white skin, it's that raw flesh look, this look, the look it look when you look inside your mouth or, you know, when a part of your body that's not covered. And I was looking at the news one time, and they were talking about this, uh, this, this, this medicine they was trying to sell that actually turned white people's skin from that what I call raw flesh, what the Bible calls raw flesh, look to a whiteness. I almost fell out of the chair when I heard that. So it says, uh, if raw flesh appeared, he shall be unclean. And the priest shall see the raw flesh and pronounce him to be unclean. For the raw flesh is unclean. It is a leprosy. The raw flesh is unclean. It is a leprosy. Or if the, watch this one, verse 16. Or if the raw flesh turn again. This is what I mean by that news report I've seen. It, it says, or if the raw flesh turn again and he be changed into white. He shall come unto the priest, watch this, and the priest shall 
see him. And behold, the plague be turned into white. Then the priest shall pronounce him clean. That had the plague, he is clean. One more time. And when the priest shall see him, and behold, again, this this person had all white. The altar was turning white. So it must have been dark. And so... Turning, turning, turning. So when it became all white, they was clean. But it says raw flesh appeared. The raw flesh appeared, just a patch where you can see through the skin. That raw flesh. I like to say, I remember when I started reading this long time ago, I used to say, it, it, the raw flesh. Remember when I was praying, trying to figure out what is raw flesh? The way it came to me is like a raw chicken. If you think of a raw chicken before you... Uh, cook or chicken, that skin, the, the reddish whiteness, it looked like the inside of our mouth. I know y'all don't talk about that, that look. So anyway, that's what the Bible is calling raw flesh. One more time, verse 15, and the priest shall see the raw flesh and pronounce him to be unclean, for the raw flesh is unclean, it is a leprosy. Or if, if the raw flesh turn again and he be changed into white, he shall come unto the priest, and the priest shall see him. And behold, if the plague be turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. He is clean. So anyway, now later on, I'm talking about the bawling of the head, and just different things. Again, it's not just white folks. This is this is plagues with the bodies, different things at the Most High has anyway brothers and sisters I'm going to wrap up this okay I am uh, not 100% tonight as you, as, as I said and so I appreciate those of you that hang out to hear what I have to say on this Fox and Song Network I'm trying my best to just uh, combat white supremacy in our minds and our spirits because as long as we got this, this trust uh, we're getting fed information from this system I don't. I, I really don't see a lot happening with us as a people because we trust the wrong people. We just do. We listen to the wrong people, and so anyway, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Five Swords Zone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I still think some of y'all got some out of this tonight. Um. There's more to come. I'm going to try my best to do a repeat on tomorrow, though. I really am. So let's do this. Let's do something a little different. I'm going to go ahead and play a prayer that I have prepared for the end of the show, and then we're going to end the show. So here we go. This is a prayer I have prepared for this moment, uh, a prayer for the end of our show. So here we go. Okay, brothers and sisters, before everybody run, let's agree in prayer. Let's agree in prayer over some matters here. So please uh, join me as I uh, pray and petition the Father some things about this broadcast. Okay, if you agree with me, just say amen under your breath or so be it. But let's do this as a family tonight, okay, as we go our separate ways. Dear Heavenly Father, Yah Israel, God of the heavens and the earth, Father, we thank you for who you are and your love and your mercy and your kindness. 
We thank you mostly for sending Christ to the earth to give us a way out of sin, destruction, for giving us direction and clarity as he gave us the greatest example of who you are, especially the love you have for us. We thank you for your commitment to your word. And, Father, as your word has went forth today on this show, where your word has went forth today on this broadcast, we ask that you bring those words to our remembrance to help us to overcome in this life. Father, the truth that has went forth in this broadcast, where truth has went forth, we ask you to help us to remember and retain it. For we know that the parables, you said that there was uh, a sower that comes to, to, that, that sowed, and some of the seed fell among ground, and because the people didn't remember the word, the enemy came and, and, and took that word away. We ask that the word tonight spoken would have fallen on, will fall on good ground. We ask for, that you will help us to take in the words that will salvage us, help us to remember the word, show us how to even understand the word we think we heard, Father. We ask that you will uh, add more and speak more to our hearts about these matters that we've heard tonight, Father. As we go our separate ways, Father, we ask for your protection, uh, protection. And Father, we also ask a special blessing that you would touch the saints of those that are, are racked with pain and, and sickness in their body. We just take authority over the sickness right now that you've given us in Yeshua's name, in Christ's name. We take authority over the sicknesses and the discomfort in their bodies and command healing right now in the name, in the precious name of Christ. We ask you, Father, that we able to, uh, uh, as we go away from this place, we we, 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 our bodies will receive healing uh, and receive comfort as we take in the word also that has went before, uh, that has went forward tonight. These things, Father, we ask you, we petition the courts, your court, your throne uh, for these matters. We thank you, Father. We thank you for Christ. We thank you for your love and we thank you for healing and even understanding of your word uh, tonight. These things we ask. Amen. Folks, I love every single one of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. See you next broadcast, everybody. Love you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Hopefully you enjoy what, what I was able to put out. Keep your brother in prayer. I'm just a little tired, that's all, brothers and sisters. We'll see you on tomorrow. Or when we do our Facebook Live again, y'all stay posted.